0: Okay, recording? Yes, sir. All right, welcome everyone to the Rink Rat Report podcast. We have some actual Leafs hockey to talk about finally. Preseason, but still Leafs hockey to talk about finally. Um, and a little bit of an all or nothing series. want to touch on that one real briefly, but still something to talk about there. As always, joined by Josh and Jason.
1: How's it going? What up, what up? I hope everyone enjoyed the Jack Han interview from last week. Seems, seems like, like seems like people did, which is yeah. really good. It was so, a lot of fun to do. For those that won yeah.
0: the uh, paid subscribers for a month, uh, congratulations. Hope you really enjoy that yeah, one. Yeah, make good use um, of that because
1: that's good info. Exactly. Thanks to Jack again from co- for coming on too. That was awesome. Yeah. He's do- doing a real good thing going on a lot of people's podcasts off of a funny Twitter <laughs> uh, conversation that was had about other people getting paid to go on podcasts. So he said, oh, I'll just do a bunch just because I like it. And yeah. he's a really nice guy and he did a great job. And I hope everybody learned something because I did so.
0: For sure. Same here. Same here. So, we're getting into it. A little preseason action. Blue and white game. Let's first get into the... I want to touch on real quick first. The All or Nothing series. What did you guys think mm-hmm. of that one?
2: Well, I I, I, I don't think Josh has finished it yet. I, yeah. I watched the whole thing. I binged it the first day it came Josh, out. you're and on episode four. Yeah, you, I've you, watched you, most of You know of what happened. You know in episode happens, five, yeah. right? <laughs> so, there's no secrets as to what happens. Everyone kind of knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Everyone knew the storyline. But I, I felt kind of underwhelmed with it. I was... I wish they pulled back the curtain a little bit more. I feel like a lot of what we got was like very, like surface level, just conversations. The one part I did like was seeing the, the Blue Jackets and the Leafs talk tr- talk trades. I thought that was interesting. Like, yeah. um, just yeah. seeing the, those. I, w- I that was what I was looking for, and that's what I thought was going to happen when they first announced the series. But, anyways, it was it was okay. It was it was interesting.
0: Yeah. And so Josh, you didn't compared to the Tottenham one and the the Arizona Cardinals one, you didn't think it was so up to standard? The
1: Tottenham one was also kind of like not as in-depth because obviously a long soccer season, but I believe it was more episodes and like they had a coaching change in the middle of the year. So there's a lot of focus on that. There's a lot more like you, you saw a couple like Dubis and Keefe interactions with the players, probably the most recognizable one is with jimmy vc unfortunately they kind of just <laughs> Dude, ripped on him sorry to interject yeah. they made
0: jimmy vc look <laughs> like a piece of shit
1: but honestly no, no offense like a, to jimmy VC. no Vesey?
0: self-confidence piece it's the framing of it yeah mm-hmm. this guy looks yeah. so nervous every time he looked around and like i saw someone criticize joe thornton because they're like oh like look at him he's making fun of vc here but it's like it I, I felt like he was trying to do it to like get him more comfortable mm-hmm. it's yeah. like the way that they cut it but like VC just looked on edge the whole time. And it, the way they cut it between Keefe and Dubis with him, it made it look like he was just a piece of shit. But
1: again, not to play devil's advocate for, for uh Keefe and Dubis, but especially Keefe, he's right. What he was saying to yeah. Jimmy VC was essentially like we brought you in to like make an impact and you've mm-hmm. essentially done nothing on any yeah. end of the ice. Yes. He's like, What are you? Are you a goal scorer? Are you like a guy who's going hard vanilla. on the puck? It's yeah. yeah, he said it's been very vanilla. And Whatever. That's kind. Of, that was kind of a great description of what Jimmy yeah. VC was for the least. <laughs>
0: he had three goals in two games one week, and they just glossed over it. I remember. And during that yeah. time, when it was like about he was about to get claimed, they just skipped right over it and were like, "Yeah, Jimmy VC demoted to the fourth line." But it's like he just he just scored a bunch of goals. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and th- the worst part for him is when Dubis tells Shanahan, "Like, yeah, VC was claimed by Vancouver." He goes. Really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, come no, on. No, his
0: VC got claimed. It was like, really? By who? by who? Yeah, yeah,
1: by who? <laughs> so that was tough. One thing I took away from it, like, sorry, to go back to the original question, like the first w- version of these I watched was the Arizona Cardinals, and they had a really good season that year. That was the year they lost to Cam Newton in the conference championship. And, like, there was just a lot of characters, like Bruce Arians. They did a lot with Bruce Arians, Carson Palmer. It was very Larry Fitzgerald. It's was very, like, in-depth. They focus more on, like, some of the behind the scenes stuff not necessarily like pointless cutaway scenes of yeah. like people like Playing it's golf. cool to watch yeah. muzzin and hall hit 10 chips but like doesn't really get, show you Talk, anything. Y-
2: y- them talking about the aliens existing yeah, like, like wasn't engaging or like you? matthew's <laughs> parents fake watching a yeah. game or whatever which is it's yeah. a nice story about there was matthews. no game on that team but
1: <laughs> it just they felt like there was no like consistent storyline or theme it was very scattered so yeah. i didn't really like from what i've seen so far i like it because one, I think this is a really likable group, too. I know that's not a popular statement in Toronto, but, like, Joe Thornton, for example, I know he's not on the team, man. I hope he wins a cup. Not this year, obviously. But it would be Eventually. nice to see him get a cup because yeah. he's, like, a awesome hockey guy. That was one of my oh, yeah. takeaways. My other one was, like, people think Sheldon Keefe came in for Babcock and is, like, a big players coach, like, mm-hmm. this, like, analytics dubious, well, like puppet. It's He's the opposite of that. He is pretty hard-nosed as a coach. He gets on the players' A lot. How many f bombs do you think he dropped? Uh, a lot. He a was lot. like Bruce boudreaux level yeah. f bombs.
0: Oh yeah, he was. He he went he went brazy there. But in terms of, I had one thing. I'm, oh, I saw some people criticizing Thornton because. Um,
1: oh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so I, were getting can on I, on can and I say? getting on him "Oh, but we're in first. So they had a leadership meeting. It was about 20 games into the season. It was, which was weird because Austin Matthews wasn't there. I think it might have been when he was injured, though. That's why it was Thornton. Uh, Spezza, Muzzin, Muzzin. Riley, Taveras, and Marner, those six. And and Keith and Dubas were asking them, like, oh, we're doing well, but what do you think we can improve? And Thornton was kind of like, yeah, like, I think we're doing pretty well. We are in first place. And I guess people took that as, like, him being complacent. But that wasn't at the end of the year. That was, like, 20 games in. So I think what he was trying to say is, like, we're on the right. path. We're on the right path. Yeah. Like I've been, I've been here before. Like this looks good so yeah. far. Yeah. I think people also you can't overanalyze every minute minute of this because mm-hmm. you're seeing you cut out a lot. Of it's stuff. what f- six forty minutes episodes of a fifty six game, f- whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long six, was six it? Five season. months, six months yeah. season. Like it's hard to overanalyze. That's the other thing. Five episodes. Yeah, five That's episodes. That's not enough. It's not enough. That's not enough. the The Cardinals one was eight episodes. Sixteen yeah. games, eight episodes. Like. So you can get a lot more, even Hard Knocks compared to Hard Knocks, for example, for HBO. Oh. It's four weeks of preseason. They get four episodes, right? Five, actually. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what I compare different. it to. The other stuff like that. Maybe it's not fair to compare it to HBO. because they like have Road it. to the Winter Class. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, HBO also, has it I down thought,
0: I'm like, this is just the wrong year to do it because like, they're locked COVID, in. Yeah. Like, what's the fun stuff that they're doing? They're playing Nintendo Switch. And it's like
2: they went to the track one day.
0: Yeah, that was that was there was a funny line there. Alex Neelander's like, Oh, we all uh, like how are we gonna go out? And Austin goes, Yeah, we're all gonna get into one car and we're gonna go <laughs>
1: <laughs> So yeah, our what our summary was kind of like underwhelming, but that was kind of the reports, eh? Like when people had early screenings right. of it. A if lot if of people you like saying, the Leafs, you yeah. will
0: like it. If you don't like the Leafs, I don't think you will like it. Um my favorite character of all of them was hundred percent David Riddick. I think he was kind of ridiculous. Um, very funny. He named his dog Alvin after Alvin and the Chipmunks because, and I quote, nine years ago he really liked Alvin and the Chipmunks. Weird.
1: Hey, (laughs) it's a good movie. Also, I one more energy. It kind of painted Freddie Anderson in a weird light too. I don't know if you guys agree with that. Very weird. Very. Even there was that scene where it was like Anderson went for a skate first time on the ice, and Dubis and Keith like, oh, he's off the ice already. Like, what's going on? Like, it was it was odd. That was was very scripted. Yeah some of the stuff was also already it's like dude
0: he didn't have his gear on Mm -hmm. why does it matter i know
1: yeah it was odd but but
0: it did paint the right picture like nobody knew what was going on with him all year right but oh another riddick thing when he asked the goalie coach steve briere to uh, fire two pucks into his head that was was wild what (laughs) yeah that was wild So that was that was hilarious. I thought they could have went more in depth with some of the games. Like there were some exciting games. I know. You remember Alex Galchenyuk gets put on the fourth line. He gets promoted mid game two assists, and then they ended up. Did they win that game? They lost an over. They came back to get a point at least. Yeah. Um. There was the other game. Oh no, they won. The game they showed
1: the most of the regular season was them losing that Ottawa game, blowing that Ottawa game. Yeah.
0: Good. We deserve to watch it again. (laughs) Losers. Also, the
1: other thing is, it's just not we know the ending so there's no suspense for us i guess maybe if if you flip the script like a canadian watching a behind the scenes of tottenham football club right maybe somebody in england or somebody in sweden watching the behind the scenes of the leafs would find it interesting but i don't know it's just kind of sad to watch too
2: the only thing i i yeah my, my biggest takeaway is they missed that middle ground where like someone who's both a fan and isn't a fan would enjoy it i feel like they just i don't know they missed anyways
0: yeah that's true that's true um but yeah. Overall, I mean, if you're again, if you're if listening to this, Leafs, you should watch it. Yeah, watch <laughs> it. Just yeah. y- you might as well give yeah. it a watch, right? Yeah. Uh but let's get into it. Some Leafs preseason. Um what have what has been your thoughts so far? I have
1: so many thoughts. I'm really excited to talk about this actually because even uh, though like we talked about two episodes ago, there's a lot of slots filled, right? There's a lot of slots we know these guys are going to be on the team. I felt like there was a lot of hungry players. Yeah. Especially in the second group, the group that played tonight, raised a lot of question marks. The first guy I want to bring up as a question mark guy is Josh Hosang. Hmm. Oh, yeah. The reason I want to bring up Josh Hosang. i got to eat a lot of crow on
0: him. I've been very, very impressed with Josh Hosang's game. I really like the attributes that he brings to the lineup. He's fast. He can handle the puck very, very well. Probably overhandles it a little bit. Um, His vision is good. He's a good passer. I believe he's got like a point per game at least this year, uh, this preseason so far. I really think he should be in that starting 12. Wow.
1: Starting 12. You don't think starting 12? I do, I think. But will he? That's In terms of this preseason, he's made a good impact. I agree. So we'll get into the the actual lineup construction. I agree with everything you said, though. I think going into this, we probably expected of the two PTO players. We talked a lot more about Gusev Mm -hmm. because Joshua Singh signed in late. June, early July. Like
0: saying got cut from a Swedish team last year. But he described in an interview. He thanked the second team. He said, I think you say, uh, I believe, I'm paraphrasing, but didn't he say something along the lines of, he saved my career? Yes. And then he even, he went as far. This is a guy that's been, I've heard from guys that played minor hockey with him. I've heard from people that even were associated with him in the OHL. Bad attitude. There's a cloud that hangs over him. But to thank the Islanders and
1: Lou Lamorello and Lou Lamorello
0: and to talk about that Swedish experience there and to come back and say, I'll I'll start in the ECHL with the Leafs. I'll sharpen skates. I don't care. He seemed genuine about it. And the way he's playing too, it's really shining through.
1: I think this is a guy who, you know, there's a lot of expectations starting at a very young age. We're talking pre NHL draft. Like he was, he Beginning played of up his a minor year.
0: Year he was supposed to go first overall. He also played over McDavid. He played
1: up a year as a bantam playing minor before, midget yep. in the OHL Cup the year before. He was a guy who was highly touted along the way. He went lower than he should have in the OHL in the NHL draft because of these and OHL because of these issues, right? Quote unquote. There was a lot of bad stories to start in rookie camp. I remember with the Islanders, he was late. To some I don't know the yep. exact story. It wasn't good. He was late. Yeah. But fast forward, this is his last shot, and he knows it, and he's done everything. Right, and he said all the right things, and his play on the ice has been really good. I think, I don't know if this is a stretch to say, in terms of pure skill, he's probably in the top like eighty percent of the NHL play. Like he's better mm-hmm. than eighty percent of the NHL players. I think With in that. pure skill, no doubt about it. It's the other things he has to refine that they've always talked about. they talk a lot about consistency, which I think, sure, yeah. I think it's more about playing within structure for him. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. he's a guy like you said sometimes likes to over overhandle the puck. When, you, when you're that good, your mitts are that good. Like, it happens sometimes. You mm-hmm. do tend to try to make maybe one too many moves and maybe turn the puck over, but he's come with the right attitude. He's played really well, especially on the power play. Playing with, I don't, yeah. I don't like it's, it's kind of rude to say, like some less talented players in that second team that he's played with, right? He's played really well. Him, he's had some nice plays with Mike Amadio as well that I've noticed. Mm. Uh, maybe that's an AHL line to start. Who knows? We'll see what happens. I think
0: Josh Hosang, though, should get an NHL deal.
1: I know. I I, I don't know if the Leafs are going to give him one. I don't know. I think he should, too. But there's such a logjam up front. And, again, last episode we talked about Gusev being the PTO guy that could probably make the lineup. Hosang has completely outplayed Nikita Gusev, in my opinion. Not even close. And we didn't talk about him because he signed a long time ago. But he wanted to play here. That's another thing. You got to add that factor that he did. Signed this PTO way early. I'm sure he could have that's probably true. fished for another deal somewhere. He signed in July. He said, I want to be in this organization. And that's what he said throughout. He's going to get a contract at some, some level in the with the Leafs. I don't know what it is. But, yeah, I, I went on a tangent there. But I think Josh Hosang deserves all the love for what he's done in this preseason yeah. for the Leafs.
0: Pretty good off the cycle, too, in that first game with Tavares as well. I mean, can skate but also can, can cycle the puck yeah. pretty well because he's got some good mitts uh, to him there. But. Yeah, um. In terms of this first game, I mean, what would you think of uh, Curtis Gabriel? You <laughs> watched him at all?
2: He's. I don't even think I he's can't a bubble. believe they gave him. He's a not a bubble player anymore. A he's just not one way deal. He's that gonna. That
0: guy cannot skate.
2: I, I think he's just gonna be put on waivers, and it's just. I think the Leafs are just hoping no one to. claims him. Like I guess I don't know.
0: I don't care if anyone claims him. He stinks. Like. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if you're looking for a fight, I understand what he does off the ace. It's great. But if you're looking for a fighter, you had one last year in Scott Sabrin. Scott Sabrin is actually intimidating. I, like, I loved what he brought to the Leafs lineup last year. Even the Marlies, it was juice. We all saw what he did to Caden Brimo. It gave him, it resulted in a suspension. But there was a game against Stockton where he took a run at someone and then a defenseman on Stockton who, I looked it up, weighs about 200 pounds, and I posted the fight on Instagram as well a while back, but this guy tried to stand up for his teammate, whatever. Scott Sabrin absolutely ragdolled this guy. Like, just zero... Like, if if that's your team, picture that. Someone, one of your players gets run over, and then another guy tries to stand up for him, he just gets his brains beaten in. Wouldn't it be like, ah, like... I'm not. I don't want to touch the puck anymore. <laughs> yeah.
1: I agree. Thing. And Gabriel doesn't bring that. Not to mm-hmm. like he doesn't have that. He got that into
0: in- a fight. He threw a couple of hits, but like you don't get that vibe no. from him. It's just like I don't know. It looks like a big teddy bear going yeah. out there.
1: Also, I don't know. Did did the Leafs send send him down already? No, Because on cap friendly, way. he's not even on the NHL roster as he was before. So, I guess Cap Friendly's projecting him. him, yeah. They do. Which makes sense. They, Which, sense. Yeah. They've, which the least roster, which I think we all. I've think.
0: seen people, uh, what he brings to the line. He brings something different. Yeah, he can't skate.
1: But also, why would you sign Simmons to 900K and all have him and Curtis Gabriel on the line? Simmons is actually intimidating. Correct. That's what I'm that saying. In the preseason So, as why well. do you need Gabriel? I don't think you do. And I think maybe yeah. just the guy they wanted in the organization mm-hmm. for whatever reason. He seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. He, yeah. He's pushing a, for yeah. a lot of really good causes through social media. Yeah. So those are all important things. He uses his platform for, for the greater good. I think in, they
2: like that. But again, this is a hockey organization, yeah. right? We could, that's what we should be putting first and foremost is the, the, the player's ability on the ice, not what he can bring off the ice. I still don't mind that they brought him in, but if I, I don't want him to see a play, play a game
1: for the so Jason, bring, let's, let's keep this rolling. Bring up a guy you were impressed with now. Um, or I'll throw out a name. You talk. You tell me.
2: I was gonna say uh, Andre Cash. Yeah. He looks great. Yeah. He looks great. He looks like yeah. absolute fire. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, his his uh, his play in the offensive zone looks good. He's he's good at he's they did really well cycling the puck with that with Conf and Gusev. Um, I thought he was the stand, clear standout on that line. Uh, he's he can shoot very well. Did he scored, did he not? Yeah. Or, yeah, he scored. Morgan a, off of Morgan Riley. Field. Yeah. And. Uh, Yeah, I'm just happy with his play overall. He looks healthy. Hopefully he can stay healthy throughout the season because if he does, this is a slam dunk. Again,
0: that's been the only concern. He's a hell of a player. though. Mm -hmm. He can really wheel out there.
1: Sheldon Keefe said today that he expects Andre Kasha to push the top six forwards on the Toronto Maple Leafs this year. So that was a quote Keefe today. I think I totally agree. The biggest compliment I can give him is that, again, he he didn't play a lot with some of the better players, quote-unquote. He looked better than the guys he was playing with and better than the guys he was playing against. Yeah. So I think, again, if he stays healthy, what, what a pickup that would be, honestly. Because yeah. right now, it looks like he's going to play with David Kampf, mm-hmm. who maybe we have to touch on in a bit. But we will. We will. um I, I, I think the line that they played tonight is probably the most likely line that they'll use on night one, which was actually Kerfoot, Kampf, and Kasha. Yeah.
0: And as as... If you listen to that previous episode with Jack Han, as he said, put him with some more talented guys that are maybe a little deficient on the defensive end, and he'll help to make up for that, and he'll help to support them and let them do their thing out there. And that's what he's done a good job of. I think he does some— We're talking conf now. Sorry, I just wanted to David Conf, Yes, he does some small things very, very well. He is a very defensive-minded forward there, Um, and he scored two goals in two games. I mean— Two Goals and we're two goals. One was garbage. That. One was. They were another. both kind of. They were garbage. both kind of. They were both pretty garbage. We're one. not
1: expecting but comp to score goals. So no. don't worry about but that. But hey, you know what? He didn't hit it up in the round. brings so. some
0: defense, some responsible defensively kind of thing. And it's been better than what I expected. You can see honest. the exact
1: player he is, the in and Precis. And you yeah. see when the puck's on his stick, it's off his stick yeah. quick. He's not making that those high danger, you know, passes. He's not mm-hmm. really stick over stick handling the puck. He's yeah. a very simple player. Again, They've said, he even said himself, I'm going to try to shut down the best players in the league. Yep. I'm still not sold that he can do that. So we're going to find out really quickly, right? We're going to mm-hmm. see if he can, but they're going to give him the shot. So I'm hoping to be presently surprised by David Komp. And the preseason, I like that he scored two goals. He really hasn't done anything that's translatable in a regular season game because mm-hmm. they, they haven't really played many top level talents so far. No, so it's just
0: been Montreal and Ottawa. Right. Yeah. And half of Montreal, half, and half of, them, of yeah. Ottawa.
1: So we'll see, but nothing negative for comp mm-hmm. so far. Like I can, no. I get it. I see what I expected, but we'll, we'll see what happens going forward.
2: I think that's a positive though. No negative yeah. so far is a positive for me. Cause yeah. honestly, I had no idea that's what right. to expect going into comp from what I read, read on Twitter and read it about him. Like people didn't really like him, but, uh, after seeing him play a bit, so far he looks like he's safe. And I'm okay with a safe player. I'm okay with him being safe.
0: So. Be great. Um, one player I wanted to touch on, I don't think he made it, 100% the Marlies there, which I have tweeted it before. Marlies got some good players Oh, there. my
1: God. They're going to be good. They're going to be good. Mm-hmm. Mike Amaggio. Yeah, that's I mentioned like that him he, earlier. Like,
0: okay, his, his physical skill isn't that great. His boards play, he comes yeah. up with every single puck. He's yeah. not even that physical of a player. He came out with every single puck. He does so many small things well. His boards play is awesome. He scored a goal today. He did. Where it was it wasn't like a wide open net kind of he had to beat out mm-hmm. Thomas Shabbat. He on lifted that puck. it. He
1: lifted your boy, Thomas Shabbat's stick right, and tucked pre-season. it in the back of the net. But, but <laughs> after wait, after Adam Brooks took the puck wide on Tim Stutzel and fed it Ooh. in front. That was Brooks and Amadio on Stutzel and Shabbat. And, yeah, Mario,
0: yeah he, he does those little yeah. old school things. And I don't know why I'm overly surprised. This is a guy that's played in the NHL now for two years. In the NHL, only the NHL for the past two years. I mean, didn't score a goal last year. Didn't have a very good year at all. That's why he's on a two-way deal now. But, I mean, has been decent. Has done. He's, he's been noticeably decent, mm-hmm. I want to say. And I'm really excited to see what he can do with the Marlies. Um I, it was just a guy that uh, there were so many small things where it was like, if you're a coach and you're watching, it's a lot of good coaches things, I want to.
1: I agree. Honestly, what I saw from him that made me kind of impressed was, like, like you said, he seems like a smart, responsible player. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If, if the Leafs get into some injury trouble, you know, especially down the middle, I think you can come up and maybe play fourth line center for f- four or yeah. five games if you need, and it probably won't hurt you. Think of like a Travis Boyd type maybe, right? Like I know Travis Boyd had massive, like crazy shooting percentage where he scored a couple goals, but just a guy that's, you know, he's going to be effective piece if you need him. So Mm -hmm. I I agree with you there. I I liked how he played.
0: Uh, Can I I, go ahead? ahead. No, No, you go.
1: I want to just bring up Michael Bunting because we haven't yet, which is kind of crazy. Like Michael Bunting's probably been the best NHL player in the preseason so far. That's what, like, I don't even think that's arguable. He's even, we've posted on the Instagram story. He's had more chances that he didn't even bury. And he yeah. scored four goals in the preseason.
0: And it's not, it's a lot of goals from the, f- and chances from the front of the net. But like outside of the front of the net, he does a lot of things very well oh, yeah. there too. I mean, he's plus 200 plus 2000. I want to say to win called rookie of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you throw down? Yeah.
1: I would absolutely do that. Are you kidding me? The only thing that like stops me from that is the idea like they don't like giving it to like the types where he kind of Well he's
0: like, literally the oldest you yeah, can possibly He be. like did
1: the technicality way like four times to still be a rookie. Like yeah. he He's the Greg McKay. He missed it by one game the rule by one game t- twice. Two years ago. Yeah. So no,
0: he, it was uh, it was four. He, he missed it by his birthday two times. Two, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, two days.
1: But also, didn't he miss the games played threshold? So this last is year what it is. Like
0: you have to be, you have to be under twenty six going into that season. He, uh, by September fifteenth of that season, he is born September seventeenth. Great. You report. have to uh, uh, the season before. You cannot have played more than twenty five games. Yeah, you and played he played 21. twenty one. Yeah, you cannot have played six or six five or more in games seasons. in two consecutive. And he played seasons. five. No, he, the the season before, he did not play in the NHL, but the season before that, he played six games. Oh, my
1: God, that's insane. So it's
0: just, like, skeeting by. It's like but Greg McKeg Greg McKeg was a rookie until he was, like, 30, though. So yeah. I think he's technically, like, the oldest you can possibly be.
1: If you could find some some odds, I'd throw, throw some money down there because I it's think like he's going to play...
0: Because Dave, our resident sense fan, was trying to get me to bet on Pinto, and I'm like, nah. I want to bet on Bunting. Mm (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Right?
1: But uh, we've all seen the highlights. Like, I like his little grit. Like, I really like his pestiness. Honestly, so people... Even Nick Ritchie. Oh, yeah. People think he's going to be like our new Zach Hyman. I see a lot of differences between him and Zach Hyman. I think Zach Hyman, for all we want to criticize Zach Hyman, he's a superior puck retriever to Michael Bunting. Like, he's a lot stronger on his stick. A little more... Go separate man from the puck, but Michael Bunting has a little like Brendan Gallagher pestiness. You know, you know he on. was
2: he, he he's reminding me of a little bit. Not he doesn't play center, but maybe like he can Cadrian? be that cadre yeah, been looking for for that so too. long. Like I like that. I like maybe that. not not in the sense of a third line no, center, like but that. the the yeah. bite he brings. And sorry the, to go yeah.
0: back to it, but episode five of All or Nothing, they were showing the game seven, and just watching it again, I was like. Hyman had Hyman like missed a three lot. great <laughs> yeah. chances oh, that he put straight oh into Price's oh. yeah. pads. I, Where did I all remember. those passes come mm-hmm. from, though? Mitch Marner. Mitch yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Marner.
1: Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter, Joe. It doesn't matter. So, hmm. But, yeah, that's, it's will, a different I not player. I that at all. It's a different <laughs> player. I think bunting is has more skill and more finishing ability. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as big as, no, as or Zach as Hyman. Strong. He's
0: not going to win those puck retrievals no. like Zach Hyman would, but he brings a lot of other really, really good things to the lineup there. Um so another player, new guy that came in this offseason, the big rig from Orangeville. Um, he's slated right now to play with Matthews and he Marner, is play which Matthews is a little Martins weird out. because, again, Keith is putting a slower player with Matthews and Marner. What do you think about that? I don't and what do you think about I, his game I, overall? I
1: think Keith essentially is, like, trying to play. Uh, this is going to sound mean to Richie and Simmons played there and Thornton. Like, I think he tries to play, like, the minimum level player possible that could still sustain – the production on that line, right? Mm-hmm. Cause that makes the rest of your roster a lot better. Yeah. If a guy like Nick Ritchie, who let's be honest right now is a bottom six NHL player, possibly a middle six on maybe a more middling team. And he can put on your first line and give you good minutes. Then you take it. Right. But again, it, it's a little bit of a slower player, a little bit of, again, this is going to sound mean not the most highest hockey IQ guy either. He's more of C puck, shoot, C body hit like simple plays, but As long as he can keep up, we'll see. We'll we'll be able to know pretty early, I think. I think by game 10 of maybe less, game 5 of Thornton with Matthews and Martin, you're like, ah, they're kind of carrying Thornton on this line. Maybe we'll see by game 5 that they're carrying Richie or vice versa. Richie's really adding another element to the line. I think I really like his game, though. Don't overthink Nick Richie. He's a big guy. He's going to throw the body. He can fight and he'll score 15 goals. Nothing needs to be overthought there. I like his game. I like
0: release. You see that goal he scored in the the blue and white game. Holy. He could shoot. It was bunting came in. He cut to the middle and he put it to Richie. That thing was on and off the stick like, like
1: lightning, but it's, it's, he's going to do the simple things right Mm -hmm. for us, you know, like, and, and we need some guys like that. So I, I like having him on the first line just to give,
2: put the defend other teams, defenders on their heels a bit, just to think like, I feel like Hyman would never go in and crush someone. He would, Probably try and pickpocket them. They'd still have to be aware, but at least Richie brings that, like, small little aden- yeah. element of... I think they were aware of Hyman, too. Like, it's a similar you, thing, like... Yeah.
0: Do you think... And maybe I'm overthinking this. You remember in the playoffs where Matthews got ragdolled? He drew the penalty. Mm-hmm. He did not score on the power play, obviously. But he drew the penalty, but, like, nobody kind of beat anyone up. Do you think that that kind of resonated with Keith? Like, maybe. I would like someone that's going to bite their head off. I don't care if... Like, I don't, nobody ragdolls our best player like that. I think,
1: this is my hypothesis, watching the all or nothing, because they showed the couple. I had forgotten that Simmons did get some run with Matthews and Marner. Maybe they want a yeah. guy like that there, as mm-hmm. you said. And maybe they realized Simmons probably couldn't do it anymore, so let's give Richie a shot. Yeah. So, we'll see. I, I like I like it, though. I, yeah. I think it's, again, let's try 100 line combinations in the right uh, season. Like, yeah. figure it out. Right?
0: Until, it, until it works.
1: Until it clicks. And mm-hmm. I think they will. F- they have enough guys, they will find something that clicks. But I do really like, sorry to keep jumping, bunting bunting with Taveras and Nylander. Maybe we'll go deeper into the lineup later. But mm-hmm. I think that twosome has been missing a guy who can actually finish some of the chances they create. We've seen Kerfoot up there a bit. They're running Mikhaev there tomorrow night, which they, it seems like they're trying to give Ilya Mikhaev every chance to win that second LW yeah. job. Bunch uh, they Bunt's showed it.
0: in all or nothing him com- – because we got the report. He asked for a trade, and we sh- they showed an all or nothing him – He's complaining about his 11 minutes that he played. I, I not play enough. I not play yeah. – and they tried to tell him, no, Ilya, like, you're a big part of this team. Just some nights you're not going to play as much because you bring something else. Like, right. don't look at the points total. But, like, you know, trying to put them there to, to satisfy that kind of request from the agent, it's like, dude <laughs> – you do other things very, very well. Like yeah. sure you could put up thirty points and be whatever for your um for your free agency season, but what if you're one of the best defending wingers right. in the league and you like GMs are gonna take notice of that. Mm-hmm. You gotta remember that yeah. part as well. So you know? right so right hopefully.
1: away when people saw Mikhayev playing with Tavares and Nylander, they thought, you know, maybe he can win this role. Do you think there's He's done enough to be no, there over Michael Bunting. No. Well, not.
0: to be fair, in the first couple, in the first game for sure, yeah. he generated a ton of chances. That's where the, talk the second came from. one he, he, he generated a ton of chances, and I believe he scored one goal of five on five. I can't remember. Maybe it was in the all. Uh, maybe it was in the blue and white scrimmage. I'm thinking of, but he eventually did score a five on five goal, but. He, it's To me, it's still the same player. Like You put him in front of the net, his hands are just way too slow to bury anything there. He's still just the same old Ilya Mikheyev. There's going to be games you notice him where maybe he puts in a goal or a point or whatever, and he generates eight chances that he just can't finish on. And then there's going to be streaks where he just doesn't... You don't notice him. He did look a little bit more physical, a, li- a tad. He's kind of putting his body in front guys which is a little bit of a change Mm -hmm. but you know to me it's just the same old Ilya Mikheyev I don't think this lasts
1: so do you want to jump into the lines or do you want to talk about let's talk about a couple more training Um, camp guys first if we can because I want to oh Nick Robertson yeah Nick Robertson okay that's what I thought he had his best game tonight he probably had five or six pretty solid shots on goal I don't want to call them scoring chances but I, I think I might have to eat some crow there that he's ready to play in the NHL. I think it makes sense to send him back. he needs to change up some things in his game. Yeah.
0: Um, I feel like he tries to force plays a little bit too much, and you saw that tonight. It's generated some good chances, but it's like I call them fake good chances because it's like when you're on one leg, falling back, throwing the puck to the net, like great you made the toe drag before, Mm -hmm. but that's not going in on an NHL goaltender, let alone even like that's not even going in on Matt Murray. also,
1: but, not to like nitpick him, but I think he 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 could use some skill development with the Maris in terms of yeah. he also has a really elongated release. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. Like, yeah. the puck kind of it's not a quick release. He's got a really strong shot, but he kind of takes a long time to gather and really get his torque behind but him. I brought, I brought it up.
0: Puck. I brought it up in the um, the prospects tournament as well. It was too many plays where he's going in and it's one on three, and he tries to does some, do something there, like. You got to add something to your repertoire there. You got to stop up and maybe make make a heads up pass because he is a good passer. Yeah. From what I noticed from Nick Robertson's game, the 5 on 5 chances weren't really there. It was a lot of special teams. He did some he did some minute things very well. The one-timer's still there. He's got a good shot. He can pass the puck decently. He was winning some puck battles. He was doing a very good job with that, especially on the PK. But at 5 on 5, it was caca. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, opinion. I, what I, I sorry, Jason. A lot of one and done plays is what I call them. Like yeah. he gets in the shots on net, it's easily saved or easily brushed the corner, and the puck's coming back out the mm-hmm. other way on you, right? You need yeah. to
0: sustain the offense. I underst- uh, Like you, the old school coaches love to say, "pucks on net,
1: pucks yeah. in deep," but like, which is good, but. You
0: need to add some Russian offense, the Russian type offense to your game.
1: It's hard to win a spot on a deep forward roster with that. Like maybe that comes when you're 25 and it's okay. Just rip some pucks on net. but he's only 20 as well. So, and he just turned 20. Mm -hmm. So he's got a lot of time to season. I still think there's a good chance by playoff time. He'll have a chance to make an impact. Yep. But I, I I agree with you, Joe. I'm going to admit where I was wrong. Mm -hmm. I was wrong, Jason. I was wrong. I think, He's not ready, I think, Pump another the year. In the AHL. Give him Pump the and there's nothing wrong with that. He's yeah. really young. Exactly.
2: And he's still a great prospect for us. Yeah, so we're not 100%. saying that he's bit bad a- a- now because prospect. he had a had a bad preseason. It's just I think he was just gripping yeah. the stick a little too tight and he's just honestly he was just trying too hard. Like he need he needs to simplify his game, I think, and he'll be good. I oh, guess not simplify. One but guy I wanted to
0: bring up, um, Kachintsev. Yeah. When you look at his numbers, if you if you have you looked at his numbers at all from the preseason? Like his
1: raw points or his... His
0: underlying numbers. No, I have not. But based on what you've seen, what do you think?
1: So for him, I've noticed he's been pretty... He's been pretty good on the power play for Mm -hmm. me. I I have not noticed him as much at even strength, so...
0: His five-on-five numbers are the worst on the Leafs. So that makes sense. By a lot. I think in the second game, he had a 6% five-on-five expected goals. Not percent But on the power play... Yeah. He looked awesome. Mm-hmm. He's made really some very good, good players. Uh, he's at, he's a center. He's not had the best wingers. In the first game, it was Kloon and Gabriel. Mm-hmm. If I'm the agent, I'm, s- I'm flying up to <laughs> Kyle Dubas and saying, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. Right. Not the most skilled players. Uh, and then in the second game, it was Sini and Anderson, which is better but still not great. But he two games in a row, he was the worst expected goals. But very skilled, showed that off showed off the passing ability especially on the power play. So that's where I thought it was interesting because when you see those those plays that people clip because they're high they're flashy, they're fancy and they're nice, you think, "Oh, he had a good game." You got to look at the whole picture, and that's where you got to bring in analytics to the play. You got to support and then you go back and you look, "Oh, well, actually he didn't generate any chances at 5 on 5." Yeah. So that's where you have to use the analytics to support what you're looking at.
1: One thing I've really Promising, found that kind of eliminates – I don't want to say eliminates him, but not really – it's like a hill that they need to climb is we learned this – me and Joe love Nick Merkley in the draft. Ooh, yeah. Really skilled guy, really good passer, smart player, but his – Calgary
0: had their pick at 15 that year. They traded him. it for Dougie Hamilton. They would have picked Nick Merkley at number 15. He and fell all the way to 30. Arizona. Absolutely.
1: And he – you know what? His skating kind of always held him back. That's one thing that really comes through when you watch these guys play – other NHL talent. I'm not saying Semyon is a bad skater, but you can tell his acceleration is not really there. He has a little bit of a wonky stride. And that for me, that showed when I watched him against other NHL talent. I still think he's a really smart player. But th- it's not that he's a bad skater even, but it's just that other level that these guys can skate at. You need to get to that level. That's, a, that's what's been holding Adam Brooks back that we've talked about a lot. Mm. Smart player, can pass the same thing, really good passer. He had made a great play today. Pretty, like, gritty, low-key, too. Adam Brooks will it's throw the body. That's competitiveness to that's him. That's skating, yeah. though. It's just, when you don't have that efficient stride, it can really hold guys back. And I think that's something, you know, if you're just watching some of these preseason games for fun, just kind of look out for that. Because it's, yeah. if you see a guy really flying through the ice and passing everyone, like a Josh Hoss, like Hosang is a really good skater, in my yeah. opinion. Mm-hmm. Compared to a guy like Nikita Gusev, I was really disappointed with his skating. He sucks. Me and Joe <laughs> talked about this off-air. Like, his skating is like, wow. He's, he's a perimeter player. Yeah.
0: He's very slow. He tries to slow down the game, and it doesn't work that it's, much. It's pure he's Russian. He's a power play mm-hmm, yeah. specialist yeah. kind of thing. And you saw that in the blue and white game. for sure. Sh- it really shone through. Yeah. Um, one guy that, uh, before we get into the D, I want to touch on the D real quick. Um, Semyonov, Kirill Semyonov, what did you think of him?
1: No real thoughts. He's he was not. There were two D that I actually was. Sorry, you you. I don't have real like in depth thoughts Center on him either.
0: I I don't have. A, Twitter seems to love him. I, I think he's that. a shoe in for the lineup. Him and Adam Brooks. For some reason, I've seen a lot of people say, "Yeah, they're a hundred percent going to make the opening day lineup." I don't know. I've seen some decent plays. I haven't seen that that much. Really. I think
1: he. I think he's very like for me when I watch him. It's easy to like him because he makes some smooth plays. He's yes. really he can really pick up the yes. puck well. He's a, he's a solid enough skater. Like he's got decent Actually, size.
0: Actually, the Brooks the Brooks assist, or sorry, the Amaggio goal. Yeah, he started, started with a first him. pass. Agreed. Nice play. But
1: it's again, it's nothing that's really blowing me away on a deep yeah. forward group. Like I'd I I still have Engvall.
0: Especially this season, it's not full NHL mm-hmm. talent.
1: Yeah, I still have Engvall ahead of both of them in my. Oh yeah.
0: How sure. did Engvall look tonight compared to him?
1: I mean, honestly, Engvall seemed like a guy who knew yeah. he was almost <laughs> up against it, right? Yeah. Like he, he scored two goals. He scored. He well, one was a... Empty netter. But he, it was a nice shot on the power playoff. Mm-hmm. A great pass by ho I mean, No, you didn't think it was good? It was a horrible goal. Whatever. I mean, give it. It's not... But he scored. He scored. <laughs> he scored. It's Pierre Engvall. He scored a horrible goal. Horrible goal from the
2: goalie. Like, I'm about yeah, to give that up. up.
0: Yeah. Matt yeah.
1: Murray needs to stop that. that I agree. Murray. Wow. But, Did uh, you hear
2: what,
0: he, what Matt Murray said going into the season? No. Gained, like, 20 pounds of... Core, he, he gained 20 pounds in his core or something like so that. So, so battle. did I. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? like, what <laughs> I've never heard that one before. Like, in your core, like, so you sat on your couch and drank <laughs> beer, like, you went on the Jake Dochin diet. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> I thought that was a little bit weird. That's funny, but but yeah, semi,
1: you know, I wasn't as impressed as other people. I was almost gonna transition to the defenseman if you saw, yeah, let's I, get into it. I, I think Lilligren looked good. I don't think he did enough to make any... Tonight or in general? S- in general. I, I, I think he looked good, though. But I think I, he passes the puck very well. He does. It's just... I Again, even their deployment of him, I know he had a game with Muzz in there, which was nice. Yeah. But other than that, it's like, where does he fit? Which is what we keep talking about. Where does Timothy Lilgren fit?
0: Well, Travis Dermott was injured tonight with a calf injury, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that... If it depends could how long that's out for, so that could be one there. But, but do they really want him with Rasmus Sandin, who's kind of somewhat similar, right? Yeah, I think I, don't know. I think Lilgren's a bit of a better defender, especially off the rush too. But what I really liked about Lilgren, I put this on Twitter, when he was going back for the puck, like just to see. Um, sorry, when he was going back for the puck there, uh, in I think both the first two games that I watched him there. He was he did a very very good job of evading forecheckers and making the first and making a nice first pass to get the puck out. There wasn't too many turnovers from him in our own zone retrieving pucks along the backboards there. Showed a lot of confidence, showed av- his ability to make those passes has been something he's been very very good at since his draft year I've noticed. And I was happy with him overall. Like he looked like an NHL defenseman in this training camp. Something I hadn't seen from him in the last one, but that was two years ago, so whatever.
1: Yeah. Uh, I just uh, I don't see how he cracks it, right? I don't know. There's no—again, they're going to carry 21 players. Yeah. It's going to be six defensemen. It'll be an injury, like you said. I think he should be the first man up. I don't know if he will be. We'll see. Two guys yeah. I wanted to touch Dahlstrom
0: on— Dahlstrom and Biesha just stink. So yeah, the w- they didn't look good. So the one guy— I look- was getting
1: worked. Sorry. Sorry, I wanted to talk about Sandy. We could just leave Sandy. I think he's just good. Like, yeah. Do I have to go into that? Oh, I think he's just good. Very, very good. I was good. impressed by Philip Crawl personally. I thought yeah. he skated yep. pretty well for his Four. size. A lot of really good outlet passes. That's the big thing ever since Jason brought this up to me about the defenseman things yeah. you look for in defensemen. Like, I think he, he did a really good Passed job the passing well. the puck and even stopping some zone entries. I thought he looked Defend pretty true. good. So I think that's a guy to keep an eye out for, right? Yeah,
0: 6'3", he can skate pretty well. He's got... Decent offensive ability. They were putting him on the power play there. Yeah. Like he's not bad. I mean, there was a couple instances on the power play. You remember when, what Jack was talking about, uh, the drop pass, how, it, what to makes what makes it most effective mm-hmm. is when you have a defenseman that can carry it in themselves. There was time. He looked times that Philip crawl looked absolutely terrified to carry right. it in himself. Yeah. I don't know if that's his doing or the coaching staffs, but I thought that was a little bit, um, silly in my opinion, but, Philip Crow looked pretty good. He surprised me. I think that a hundred percent going to be a guy that uh, starts with the Marlies, but I'd be very curious to see what he can do there.
1: Absolutely, Better. just a, just a guy was uh, yeah. impressed me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him and Matt sure. Caldwell looked very good together. They're gonna be, they're probably play together
2: on the Marlies. You think?
0: Yeah, I could definitely see that. Could be fun I mean, to watch. I like Matt Caldwell, but I don't think he cracks it quite. Yeah, no. no. still got no, a, way still a ways to go. To go. So, yeah.
1: do we want to? Do you want to touch on goalies at all, or?
0: Um, Eric Colgrim was a lot better than I expected in the blue and white game. I thought he was solid. Uh, Michael Hutchinson was, has been solid. This solid entire third camp. goalie for us. Solid third goalie for us. But the issue is now he's going on waivers. He might get there are claimed, some teams yeah, that Buffalo should claim bad goaltending situations. Yeah. I, th- I think that someone picks up, especially if there's an injury somewhere along the lines, I don't quite see Michael Hutchinson clearing waivers, to be quite honest. But you know what? Eric Calgren looks very reasonable to be an AHL goaltender. Nothing stupendous, but he he looked pretty good. So I'm 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 I'd be okay running Calgren and uh, and and Joseph Wool um, as a tandem for the Marlies for sure. Unfortunately, Ian Ian's Scott, got a g- <sighs> that's gutting. I know that's.
1: Got it. And the fact they brought in Cormier for a PTO kind of shows they think it's a pretty serious it is. injury. <laughs>
0: He's injured his, his groin in the past yeah. before. Which is unfortunate. He was looking so good. The prospect tournament, I liked what I saw there. He got brought in against Montreal and made a couple of huge saves. Huge saves. And then, you know, just an injury and he gets taken out. It it's happens, like, unfortunately. Oh. God, you really feel for the kid there. But, Yeah.
1: So I think that was a pretty in-depth training camp yeah, talk. The w- sure. the way I want to close it is okay. We talked about it two weeks ago. the The bubble for the force because that's really the roster spot we're looking for. They're going to be carrying 6D. I think Dermot should be okay. Yeah. Who is the odd man out night one? Now I think at the beginning I forget what we said. Who's the odd man out? The last we two episodes. We were saying Pierre ago, Engvall, weren't we? I said Andre Kasha. That is wrong. Oh, yeah, that's wrong. That is wrong.
0: But um,
1: let's talk. To be
0: fair to you, it was a guy that's played. They right. he, they kept mis- mentioning it one of the games. It's like, oh, He only played 26 minutes last year. 26 yeah. minutes. That's Marner's one game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, he's played more I know. than one game mm-hmm. before. But, yeah, Andre Cash looked
1: money. Phenomenal, honestly. So I, I'm going to preface it like this when we talk about it, okay? So – it seems like we have Richie Matthews Marner. That's locked up. Yes. It seems like we have a left winger bunting or Mikhaev with yeah. Tavares and Nylander. It seems like they like the third line of Kerfoot, Kampf, and Kasha. Is that are are we good to pencil all those guys in on night one? Those eight, those pretty much eleven guys I talked about. Yes.
0: I'm just pulling up the combos right now, what we got. Because this is my question. So you're saying Richie Matthews Marner? Yes. One of Makaev or Bunting? So can we can we hold can we
1: hold that second line? Let's let's say third line first. Let's say it's they've been they ran tonight. It was Kerfoot, Comp, Kasha. Okay. Yeah. So if that's the line, and Michael Bunting is the second line left winger, where does Ilya Makaev fit on this team?
0: Fourth line, Spetsa
1: Simmons. That's a weird line, no?
0: Yeah. Um, I, I don't think too too weird, really. I mean. Yeah, uh, Spetsa and Simmons are not the fleetest of foot. Then you have Makayev who can wheel out there a little bit. Got some good finishing ability in Spetza. You got some grit in Simmons there and some net front presence and a little bit of spit in your eye there. I think it could work. Uh, however, will Ilya Makayev be happy about that? That's the Absolutely thing. I'm not. I'm trying
1: to find the spot for Makayev because if you assume he's playing on the third line, are you knocking Kasha to the fourth? I think they like no, 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 and Kasha. No, 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 no. So they you, love Kasha. Are you knocking Kerfoot to the fourth no. line? Oh, well, possibly. Okay, but then wh- what are we doing with Kerfo? Like, let's get let's trade him. Well, he for was on of. the
0: fourth line last year. I know, but
1: as we talked about during the expansion talk, it's just not a great use of that asset. Like, yeah. No,
0: three and a half mil. So, that's true.
1: So if I if think it's interesting. So it
0: knocks down some things, yeah. If McKeever is not on the second line, where does he play? And you promote Bunting because right now this is what Daily Faceoff acts it. Richie Matthews Marner, McKayev, Tavares, w- Nylander, Kerfoot, Kampf, Kasha, and then Bunting, Spezza, Simmons. But interesting. Bunting has just been far too good to be in a fourth line oh, role yeah. right now. Yeah. If I were to, it would be S- Richie Matthews Marner, Bunting Tavares Nylander. I'm fine with Kerfoot, Kasha uh Kerfoot, Kampf, Kasha, and then Mikhaeev, Spetsa, Simmons. However, I'm not part of the personnel. It's just not I don't like putting Mikhaev on the fourth line, I just feel like it's not going to work. So there you're just gonna get complaints and you're gonna have mm-hmm. to move
1: him. Follow up. You said you think Hosang's gonna be in the twelve. Where would he fit there if you if you give him an NHL deal?
0: Ooh. Well, haven't I? mucked this one up. It'd <laughs> have to be 13th forward to start, but I would yeah. like him with Tavares and Nylander. Wow, interesting! Bang the table. I would really like him with Tavares and Nylander. This is not a hot take. The, him and Tavares worked really, really well together. Bring some speed to the lineup. It helps. Like, how good is Ny- Nylander on cyc- at cycling the puck? Very Imagine good. them together. Yeah, I just feel like it could be so effective. Yeah, I, we haven't seen them all three together yet. We saw Bunting, Tavares, Hoseng together. That worked pretty damn well, I want to say. But I just feel like Hoseng has had such a good camp. Mm-hmm. Like, if he has to go to the Marlies, like, does he, do they, maybe, maybe, so I'm just thinking at the top of my head, do they then have to sign him, do you think, to an AHL deal to start, get him some playing time in Toronto, and then after a few weeks or whatever? sign him to that NHL deal and bring him up? Maybe. Would he have to maybe. clear waivers if he did that?
2: Well, I'm honestly I'm not too sure. That's I don't. I th- I think I, I think if they intend to have him play for the team, they're going to just sign him to a two-way, right? Or, but then you or still
0: have to I don't think he's waiver exempt. Then you have to put him on uh, waivers. I see what you're trying to do. What if the okay. team liked what they saw? Maybe a Montreal or Ottawa.
1: So I think it's what, Joe, it would be an AHL contract, and then they'd have to purchase I think his it was, contract. And th-
0: no, but top, and then top drawer, yeah. Top yeah. drawer, NHL purchase, contract.
1: Purchase, yeah, I agree. So it, I think it's interesting. Tell
0: them, hey, like, injuries are going to happen. Look what happened last year. Thornton got injured, like, the second game of the yeah. year. Yeah,
1: The depth, having depth is good. Like, this
0: yes. is a good oh, problem
2: yeah. to have. Jason, I want to hear what you think. So I was just going to say that one of the nuggets that I pulled from the watching the All or Nothing series was that early on, when they were talking about Jimmy V.C., um, they said that they brought him in to, like, to, as a potential um, answer to the question of who's going to be that winger on the second line. And they said specifically said they need a scoring punch on that left line. They haven't found it yet. Clearly, they didn't find it last year. They tried with a, almost everyone on the team, including players that we got rid of, like Alchenyuk and VC. And yeah. I, I think between Hosang and Bunting, maybe this is rose-colored glasses right now. I think those are better than all the players we've tried so far.
1: I just wanted to say, it. like, I th- honestly, like, I agree. I don't know if that's better
2: than Galchenya yeah. yeah. Well, I think bunting that, for sure. I don't think he yeah. deserves
1: to be in that. He's, he looks significantly better. Mm-hmm. Than those but e- yeah. even hosting though, I feel like I, I like that idea of him playing on the second the line. He brings that punch. to me is again, they felt obliged to play him on the second line. And yeah. he just looked a little too good cooked. Enough. Like his skating has been so like criticized and reworked. And just reworked and tried and rejigged. And it just, he was. He was okay, but he didn't elevate that. I think a guy like Bunting can elevate that line. Even yeah. I think it's bold to put Hosang there, I'll be honest with you, but his skill can elevate. Mm-hmm. He can help those guys when they're just mostly dragging guys along the last two years. So
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And it's interesting you say they've been looking for that left winger there in that line because you remember the rumors last year were always the Leafs are looking for a scoring winger. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I guess there was none available so they went after Nick Foligno.
1: <laughs> wah, wah, wah.
0: I mean, to be fair, like, what does Nick Felino do best? It's his defense, his f- physicality, his forechecking what happened, like, his third game with Toronto.
1: He got injured.
0: Back injury. How are you supposed I to bring know. any of that? To well, the he lineup? looked like
1: he couldn't move. In the yeah. we
0: had we had well, he fell down. We had three Coming guys. Up the ice, he fell down. He we couldn't had, get up. We
1: had three guys on our bottom six who looked like they really couldn't skate. So, Anymore. but well, that's in the past. So again, sorry to keep jumping around, but so Pierre Engvall is not starting with the with the starting twelve on opening night. Then no,
2: doesn't I right now? I don't, I don't think, think know so. What they're doing what right they're now? I do with him. Honestly, I think they're going to keep him around, and I think the plan is. I don't know if there's fully a plan, but if uh, I I think they're giving Mikhaev the shot, and if he doesn't earn that spot, I think he's gone. I think he's going to get traded. I think we talked about this two weeks ago, but um, just th- with, th- with I don't
0: feel like they're on the last straw with Mikheyev, the, though. I feel like they like him, mm-hmm. and it's like more like Mikayev's like I'm pulling myself out of the lineup. I don't want to be here anymore. So then that so might then, be the last straw for exactly,
2: Mikayev, right? Because you got you kind of there, there's a certain point where you have to kind of respect the players. Uh, decision of like wants more playing time right so like if whether that means being traded then you're gonna have to respect that decision and also it obviously hurts our depth but it could help bring light some some other like it'll give us looks at other players which is always good to have but um yeah like i i I do think he's on the last shot because especially with how he answered uh, I believe it was after the first game or before the first game, even a reporter asked him about uh, his his trade request, and he said, "Oh, I didn't do anything this summer. I never made a request for a trade or something along that's the lines." Of that. So
0: something about like I got married. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't think about that
2: but, or that. but then in the Amazon series, he obviously shows that he's not happy with this situation. Like he's very, yeah. he's very clearly not happy with the situation. It's not just like an agent thing. That's he's not happy with the situation. So I, I think he'll he'll only have a couple games, and if he. Uh, if he earns a spot, he earns it. If not, oh wow, it makes
0: you kind of think when you're you dig deep into it. Like, is he like overly? If he's a guy where it's like, oh, I'm not putting up points, I'm not getting playing time. Is he a guy that's like overly bought in? Where it's come playoff time, his only worry is about winning. Like, is mm-hmm. he gonna bring that next level it in the playoffs? It doesn't quite feel like it. it right
1: so here, here's my—you guys have my wheels spinning. I, when I look at the Leafs, it seems like they have an abundance of forward depth now, which was kind of funny considering what we said a couple months ago. Um, they don't have much depth on D. Yeah. And if you trade a guy like McKay, what's the point of trading him for a fourth-round pick, for example? I could see him or Engval in a pure hockey deal for a seventh, six type defense. I love bin. that. Because you— I can't put a name on a guy, but look at their cap number. They make 1.25 and 1.64. You can get a guy, maybe at a Bogosian level even, that can come in and play some games for you. So I think that's something that, th- that right now when the Leafs look at their roster, I'm sure they're looking for that guy. They don't have the cap space right now for him, but if you're trading one of those two, I definitely think that's a hockey deal that could make sense.
0: Interesting. Bogosian was another guy in the all or nothing where it was like you really fell for him.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I I really feel I, I I like Dermot. I think they would be well served to have another Bogosian type this year, even if he only plays twenty thirty mm-hmm. games. I think it would be helpful, just as an insurance. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying to push down Sandine, I'm saying if somebody gets hurt, mm-hmm. he can come in, or even to spell insurance. Dermot if Dermot's not playing well with his move to the right. So
0: that's a good point. I the, mean, hmm. I lots wonder to think what about. Player it would be though, like. I'm racking my brain in that sort of sense.
2: I, I feel like if the move comes, it's going to be like probably it, it, will, it will only be like a quarter, maybe halfway through the season. And it'll be, be, be because of they're not happy with Dermot or yeah, they're not happy with Dermot and Mikhaev isn't happy with this situation. That's why they would make that deal. Um, but I think the team that would make that deal on the other end would probably have to be a team that's like not looking to, contend right like because why would you give up a seventh defense like you're not giving up depth so like it's i feel like we're gonna have to see the season play out some
0: pretty bad depth at Mm -hmm. least that's looking to contend yeah
2: that's true
1: but um yeah uh, i wonder if a team like detroit would take a flyer on pierre engvall they got like a guy like troy stetcher they didn't protect him in the expansion draft right
0: Troy Stetcher, that would be a great fit. Maybe you have
1: to add a late pick. Maybe you have to add a mid-level prospect. I but
0: wonder how much they like Troy Stetcher. Not much. They, didn't, they didn't play him a ton them. last they year. Didn't them. They didn't protect him. And they didn't protect him, as you me- mentioned four times there. Um, <laughs> how much is he making? Troy Stetcher is making one point seven seven.
2: And Mikhaev makes 1.645. I'm sure they can finagle it. Just something to think about. Yeah, I like that idea. I think that's a great idea for instead of just trading him away for a pick. because.
0: Or even yeah. I don't know Jordan Lee, I don't think it's that that great, but Troy Stetcher. They didn't I'm gonna him. I'm gonna have to take a look at Troy Stetcher. See what's going on there. See what the deal is there. But love it. We'll see. We'll so, see.
2: So I know we touched on it, but let's give like five, like actual predictions. Hosang deal he signs is a AHL deal.
0: I'm. I know I said he deserves to be in the top twelve. I think I'm going back to what I was said earlier. AHL mm-hmm. top, drawer. top drawer NHL deal we're, that happens this year.
2: I agree. We're not we're not trying to pick what we think is right. We're trying to predict, it. and I think I, I agree with you guys. AHL deal, and oh, I think he's he's going to play for the Leafs at some point this year.
1: I would love to see that. It'd be mm-hmm. interesting.
0: I mean, like injury happens. You sign Josh Hosang. You bring him up. If he's no good, he gets sent back down. Whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But. The reason that he's not getting the NHL deal to me right away is because he would have to clear waivers. He's put on a pretty good show so far. You don't want to risk it. Uh, I agree. In my opinion. Or you sign him in because you know that nobody's going to claim, kind of thing. But I don't think he cracks the top 12 quite yet. I think we, I mean, when you look at the top 12, it looks pretty solid to me. I agree. But the issue is, you have the rose-colored glasses on because they're oh, yeah. playing half of Montreal and half of <laughs> Ottawa, and
1: they have that blue and white on. Yeah, yeah, shiny new exactly. toy, as has said
0: shiny many times. New toy syndrome, yeah. right there. How how
2: do we feel? So how do we feel compared to how we felt going up, uh, coming out of free agency after the first day
1: of the big signings? How do we feel okay. now compared to uh, that? Jason's trying to rub it in because we were pissed. No, yeah, I'm just saying. We, like, they signed Bunting and Richie and Kasha. Those I, are the three, no, no, no they, they signed, signed Richie, Richie and, and Kasha. Kasha right after. Right, I'm, I, I'm happy with what they've done. Yeah, I, I don't before know. Before
0: that, you, you were guaranteed Kerf, Kerfoot in the top six. I absolutely hated David Camp's guts. I'm warming up to him a little bit, yeah. but honestly, I, I have to see him in an NHL game. Like, what, what kind of determination can you make from a defensive? forward in the preseason yeah yeah i agree totally congratulations agree. you shut down austin watson <laughs> i don't know
1: yeah i, I agree i, I think uh, uh, people ask me are they better than last year i don't know like w- what were they last year they were a great regular season team that lost to montreal on the first round it's a hard question to answer are they still a cup contender absolutely it's no questions in my in my
0: i'm mind. looking at that da- i don't know why dallas came to my mind in terms of Defense. like a, a possible switcheroo kind of thing um i'm noticing andre Sacara. i don't know how great he is i don't know it's just a name he's at 1.5 kind of thing but it made me remind reminded me i saw a tweet where someone asked um ottinger if uh, about the waiver exempt they're like did you know y- you were waiver exempt and he went i honestly don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> that's hilarious So i thought that was pretty funny but interesting yeah but anyways, uh, any other points, players that you wanted to cover? Uh,
1: I think we did good on the players. Just the one other timbit this week was Sheldon Keefe, I think. He Two got year extension.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, Sheldon Keefe, a shiny new two-year deal. He was coaching in the last year of his contract there. One thing I wanted to bring up, and I have heard from uh, – it was a university coach was telling me you can't coach it's very in the last peculiar. year mm-hmm. of your contract. You're a sitting duck just waiting to be fired yeah. kind of thing. What were your thoughts on that?
2: No, I, I like it. Like, obviously, the Leafs the least organization doesn't really ke- – obviously, the, not that they don't care about money, but I think it puts Keith in a better position. We fired Mike Babcock with four years at $50 million, like four years left on his deal, almost yeah, they don't $25 care. million. Dollars. They don't care about the money. They just want to give him security just to show him that, hey, like, we believe
1: in you. Give him, give him that – like, sign that they believe in him. Well, as Joe said, a lot of times co- coaches don't want to coach on their last year because mm-hmm. it's an easy out. Yeah. But right. the other scenario is what if you get Barry Trotz, where Barry Trotz coached on it? He said, okay, I'll coach on the last year at my contract with Washington. And then he walked the next year. And no offense I to Washington. Walk.
0: Washington, like, was very firm because so what happened before that was they were. If Washington didn't make it past the third round or whatever, they were going to fire Barry Trotz and go with uh, Reardon, I think his name was. He was Reardon was like the next guy up kind of thing. But then they won the Stanley Cup miraculously, and I think they still wanted Reardon, and so they tried to nickel and dime Trotz, and Trotz went, "Uh -uh, (laughs) uh-uh. Which has been to their detriment, though. Absolutely. Because
1: they've been downhill since then, and the Islanders have basically been a revelation with Barry Trotz. And it's
0: funny because they've had good regular seasons, and then in the playoffs, it just all comes apart. Yeah, which is the opposite. The opposite of the Islanders, which is kind of funny. But with Sheldon Keefe, great in the regular season, has coached very well in the regular season. I have been very critical of some of his decisions in the playoffs. Hopefully, he works on that and is able to – like the decisions that I mean – what I mean by that, the line matching against the Phil no line, just saying, hey, our guys can take anyone – didn't quite work out putting Tavares, Marner and Matthews together in game five and then putting Nylander at center did not work out and losing two years in a row to teams you should have beat. That's yeah. what I mean by that. I, I totally but agree with that. I'm everything. all right with
1: it. Yeah. And one thing you guys got to follow is the theme here. Shanahan's put trust in Dubis. Dubas is putting trust in Keefe saying this is the group that's going to do it. Putting faith in my coach. But, like, there's the underhanded thing where, again, like Jason said, if they want to fire him, they could fire him in 20 games mm-hmm. if they want. They don't really care about the yeah. money. So, But I I think it's a pretty standard move to just give your coach that assurance.
0: What coaches have they – they fired – it was Ron Wilson, like, a couple months after he signed an extension, didn't yep. they? Yeah. And, and I want to say Randy Carlisle. Randy Carlisle too.
1: was also – all their coaches have been fired midseason. Yeah.
0: And then, um,
2: contracts mean nothing. That's all. That's that's what you're going to take. When you're you're a (laughs) billion
1: dollar business, the (laughs) the coach's five mil doesn't mean much. (laughs) Of course. Yeah.
0: At all. At all. Um, the last thing that I have written down here, uh, the blue and white game, the third period was all power play. They switched up some players and it was just power play. By the way, William Nylander looked fantastic in that game, Mm -hmm. just chances and goals and assists. He looked awesome. Could you imagine if that thir- whole third period the Leafs didn't score a goal? Yeah, that would be rough. <laughs> I would have broken everything in my house.
1: That would be rough. I I like the goal that they, that Nylander did create, especially the start of Marner off the kind of like middle of the ice, kind of giving yeah. it to him on that half wall, and then Nylander quick handle five hole. Right. Nice. Good stuff.
0: Oh yeah, he looked very good. Yeah, but it was only a
1: scrimmage. Can he do that in the playoffs? Yes.
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. That's all I got. I That's mean, it. any closing thoughts that you had, Josh? You wanted to mention the Blue Jays uh, and the It's Leafs? tough
1: that the Blue Jays lost. All I'm going to say is the Blue Jays didn't make the playoffs, and everyone's very excited about this young team. But, I mean, this is Vlad Guerrero's fourth year with the Jays. People don't realize that. And this is Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner's sixth with the Leafs. It's not that different. Like, have some fun. Watch the Leafs. They're still young, still a fun team. That energy you had watching the Jays hit home runs. Watch Matthews score a bunch of goals. Watch Nylander Marner score goals. Try to have fun. I see, I hear a lot of negativity surrounding the Leafs and a lot of positivity surrounding the Jays, but like the Jays missed the playoffs. The Leafs have made the playoffs. I don't know. Something to think about. They, you should be positive about the Jays, but you should also be positive about the Leafs still, even though it's hard to do given their playoff failures. Like mm-hmm. Put some faith. Remember how much fun you had watching Matthews, Marner, Nylander two or three years ago? and Try to oh, have yeah. that fun now. That's
2: I, I'm seeing a lot of uh, people changing their negativity into positivity now that the season's coming up. So I'm excited. I'm excited too. I cannot wait. Just
0: unfortunately we have to listen to them bitch and complain nonstop for three months. And now it's all of a sudden like, okay, I'm back on board. I'm back
2: on board. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Have some fun. That's all. It's it's sports. It's fun. It's a grieving process. Some people go through it different ways, but anyways, (laughs) exactly.
0: Exactly. But, um, yeah, you drew comparables. I draw them comparables to, well, I have eight different thoughts in my head. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, I thought. But, like, I, I go further than, oh, they're a disappointment. They're rich. You remember last year the Cowboys signed a bunch of veteran, older guys Defensive to come tackles. in and fix their defense? Yeah. Um, What was his name? Don Terry Poe. And Gerald McCoy. And they both Ha-ha got cut. Ha-ha Clinton Dix. Ha-ha Clinton Dix. Ha-ha Clinton Dix got cut. cut. yeah. Gerald McCoy got injured in training camp and then got cut. And Don Terry Poe did not make a way in for his life. And they all, all three of those guys got cut. Yeah. And it was like... Same thing with the Leafs last year. They brought in Joe Thornton, Nick Wayne Folino. Simmons, and Nick Foligno. None of them worked. You bring in that youth,
1: I Micah think Parsons, really, Trevon Diggs. Oof. It's fun again to be a Cowboys fan. Maybe it'll be fun to be a Leafs fan this year.
0: Maybe, maybe. Anyways, thanks everyone for listening.
1: Go Leafs, go.